Hello and welcome to Smosa Chats, where every week I, comedian Preet Singh, will host a guest who has challenged South Asian norms, whether that be through pursuing a passion as a career or devoting their work to challenging the status quo and taboos within our communities. So sit back, grab a smosa, and enjoy. So we're here today with Sav, Sav the Magician. How you doing, bro? I'm good, Free. How about yourself? Yeah, yeah. Kick it in there, kick it in there. Um, <laughs> so you've just come back, just come from a gig. What I gig was that? I just came from a gig in Shoreditch called Bad Brunch, and it's a monthly brunch that goes on with the Faded team. So just having some fun there doing card tricks and all that. So yeah, yeah. Saturday lunchtime fun. So uh, I'm, I'm sure everybody's seen by now. Obviously, you're a magician. Uh, how did you fall into that? So many, many years ago, uh, I was a very quiet kid. Like, you know, like I used to talk to people, but I was very sort of kept to myself. And I used to get given magic sets uh, that I never really paid attention to. And then one day, this was, I think, in 2006, my brother was like, check this guy out on TV. And it was Dynamo. It was Dynamo when he was probably, I don't know, 22, 23, maybe and he made a card disappear and we just kept rewinding it and we were just like how the hell is he doing that <laughs> and it, it it was just an interest at the time i was like like magic's pretty big in my family we all used to collect magic sets when we were younger and stuff but it wasn't until year seven or year eight dynamo started doing stuff with adidas so he was still yeah. it, was, it was like if you knew about him you knew about him you were part of a select fan base but he started doing stuff with adidas and all of a sudden, like, I remember that Christmas, I, I, was, I was trying to get into it, but you know, like when you type in magic tricks on YouTube yeah, or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then uh, my mum and dad, they bought me a Marvin's magic set for Christmas, and they said, maybe, maybe this is where you're meant to be, like, maybe this is your thing. And then it just sort of gradually, like, evolved like oh man there's something that's like, that's so sick though so your parents actually were like so what, what, wait uh, let's rewind a little bit so what's your ethnic background so british punjabi yeah and yeah that's that's, more that's it british punjabi yeah so I, I i i and your parents actually told you like this is your calling yeah they said maybe wow, this is where sick. your thing is like because you know i didn't really talk to many people talk to much people as as a kid like i was quite shy but they noticed when I was finding cards and like learning stuff with YouTube that I was, you know, like at family events, I'd obviously go around showing card tricks to people and not everyone obviously appreciated it yeah, as yeah, Indians yeah. do, but like, I think they kind of saw that it was maybe something that could become an interest. And then I guess they just wanted to encourage it. And they saw like the potential in you. That's a lesson for all other parents out there, man. You got to encourage your kids because yeah. you're doing fucking sick now, aren't you? I think there's not enough... Asian parents out there that encourage their kids to do what they actually like. Yeah. You know, it's more like, oh, just keep it as a side hobby. Like, you know, that'll never get you money yeah. or whatever. But there is, you know, like that, that could push someone like into Cause you're still Because you're still real young, aren't you? You're 24. I'm only 24, yeah. So I just turned 24 about a month ago. And Happy birthday. Happy birthday. <laughs> <laughs> and I, so I was, I think, 12 years old when I got into it. Yeah. But like, I think these 12 years, well, 11 years almost, they've flown really quickly mm. so like i kind of remember all the steps as they happened you know like there was the magic set obviously we saw dynamo before that and then when we met uh, when we saw dynamo on tv it's weird like two weeks later so this was like long before i got the magic yeah. set me and my dad were at an exhibition in london and he was there he was with western union 
you know, like in baggy jeans, yeah. like train, Adidas trainers and a cap. He was doing, he was doing stuff with like money and all this kind of stuff. And I went up to him and I was like, you're Dynamo. And I was like, <laughs> dad, that's Dynamo on TV that we saw. He's like, what's Dynamo going to be doing here? And then he turned around, he's like, oh, snap, that's Dynamo. <laughs> so I went up to him and uh, I remember him saying, he was like, oh yeah, let me show you guys something. And I, I asked him to do that trick that he did on TV, you know, when he made the card vanish. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God, like... And then my dad was like, oh, do you have a business card? And he was like, uh, give me a second. And he pulled out a blank card and he just wrote his website and his phone number on there. Yeah. And he was like, I'm going to be working on big stuff soon. And I've still got that card. So that card's like, what is it? It's 2019 now. So that's about 12 years 12 old. 12 years card. old. I've got it perfectly preserved. Have you ever bumped into him again? Yeah. So we're actually friends now, funny enough. Oh, that's, <laughs> I feel like that deserves a round of applause, man. That is, it's that's amazing. Like, being friends with your hero is something else. So... That basically came about through my my high school, Greenford High School. So yeah. when I was in year 10, uh, I had a teacher, my sociology teacher, Miss Darmasena at the time, who's Miss Bush now. She she was obsessed with magic. She was like, oh my gosh, like your stuff is amazing. She used to keep me behind after and be like, show me something and then bring in older students or like take me out of classes right, 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 and right. make me show older students and stuff and be like, check out this kid in my year 10 class. He's really good. And then she was like, oh, who's your inspiration? I was just like, oh, it's Dynamo. And she was like, who's that? And I was like, oh, I'll show you. And again, he didn't have much on YouTube. Mm. And then she emailed, so this was 2011. She emailed his manager saying, would Dynamo be willing to come into school wow. to do a Q&A uh, for our sociology students about how it was coming from uh, uh, Bradford, you know, like from his background mm. to like being celebrity magician status. And she, she said to the clerk, well, she, she, said, she said to all of us, she was just like, he's probably going to charge a lot and all this kind uh -huh. of stuff. And then she got an email back and it said, um, it was his manager saying, Dynamo would love to come in and he doesn't want to charge you guys either. So wow. he came to the school and I was just like, I didn't know any of this until she said, can you stay behind after class? I was like, okay. And then she was like, look on my desk and look at the email. And I was reading it, I was like, oh my gosh, Dynamo is going to come to the school. <laughs> like, That's ridiculous, yeah. man. Yeah, I was like 15. I was going crazy. I was like, what did you say to him? She was like, I just asked him to come in for a Q&A and he wants to come in. Like, wow. And now you're doing something similar. That, that, this, is yeah. the whole, this is the whole purpose of this podcast. Um, I should have really started, started off with a thank you for, having, like, for you coming down. Ah, thank you for having me. But like, what we want is we want, we want something like that. So like Dynamo coming in uh, to your school when you were 15. And obviously now you're a full-time magician pursuing your dream kind of thing. And we want the same. We want like a platform here with this podcast where like people can share their creative journeys and like somebody else listening can be like, okay, cool. I can follow the same, same path or similar push, path or whatever. Yeah, but it's like, it's, it's ridiculous. So you had two like proper, you had two like different adults or mentors, I guess, really push you. So your teacher and your parents. Yeah. They must have played a massive part in it. Yeah, I think, you know, my teacher at the time, I, like, she, she was probably one of the best teachers we ever had. Like, I was just like, you know, the fact that she actually emailed his manager just, just to see that if he, he would come to school, I was like, they must have seen it, that I was really keen. And yeah. I remember when he came into the school, like, she was like, okay, you're going to have to collect him from the office and sign him in and everything. I was like, I can't do that. <laughs> I was probably shook. And... Um, I remember seeing him and his manager walking up to the gate and I was really shaking. I was just like, oh my gosh, like that's him right there. And uh, when he came in, um, like obviously he, he, they were signing uh, themselves in and then 
he came up to me and I was shaking like, like <laughs> you could see me shaking like you know I looked like a nervous wreck yeah and uh, he came up he was like oh what's up man I'm Dynamo and I was just like my hand was literally like that I was like I'm Sov and he was like are you okay I was just like yeah yeah it's just I've met you before <laughs> and he was like where and I was like oh I'll show you and basically that time when we met him at the exhibition we actually took a photo together yeah and it's on my Instagram you guys can see it if you go deep down but I had a print out of that and I was like, I met you about, so I was what, I think 15 at the time. And then, so I was like, I met you six years ago and this is us like back, back then. It's incredible, man. And he looked at it and he showed his magic. He was like, do you remember that gig that we done? And he was like, oh my gosh. And then he goes to me, he was like, were you with your dad that day? I was like, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh my gosh, you remember me. Yeah. And then uh, his, mag- his manager also does his photography. So we took some photos together and then we were chatting on the way to the assembly hall and he was like, what, you got, what, what got you into magic? And I was like, you did. And, you know, we, wow. were, we were having a chat. Like, I was like, I can't believe this. I'm talking to Dynamo. And he still wasn't, like, mainstream, mainstream. Yeah. So That's incredible. And, like, it's weird how, like, stuff in that age period, so you were in, like, your early teens, it's weird how, like, stuff influences you. For me, my Dynamo was Dave Chappelle. Dave Chappelle. <laughs> Dave Chappelle. When I was 13, I saw, like, a clip on his spe- um, from Killing Them Softly on YouTube and I literally almost instantly, it was like, oh, I fucking love comedy, man. The thing is, when you're a teenager, it's like, you're kind of more, like, you're very influenced by things around you. And obviously, if yeah. one thing sort of sticks more than the rest, you're going to go that kind of direction. Yeah. So With magic as well. So, th- so this is one question I was, like, burning to ask you, right? So at what point do you, does it go from being, like, oh, I want to be a magician to, okay, I'm a magician. Like, in your own head, when, when was that switch? Uh, that's a really good question. It's, like, obviously, I always thought to myself, oh, my gosh, I'm really bad, or, like, people would catch the tricks out. But, you know, when you show people magic, like, they don't know whether you're good or bad. They just sort of rate what they see there. Yeah. So, like, I would go up to people and do it, and I, like, in my head, I thought, no, this is a really bad trick. This isn't going to fool anyone. But they're like, oh, my gosh, how did you do that? And I'm right. just like... Okay, so in their eyes, I'm really good. Yeah. So I think it's up to the people, really. Like, to sort of decide whether it's yeah. good or not. Like, when, how old were you when you were like, okay, cool, I'm going to start doing this full time? So I was, I think, 16 or 17. So I was just going into sixth form and I told my mum, I was like, I want to be a magician. Yeah. And obviously, I just got the standard, <laughs> please do your A-levels and go to uni. Yeah. And my dad, who's actually in the events game, uh, he has a company called LED Factory. He said to her... Shout out to LED Factory. Shout out to LED Factory. (laughs) He said to her, he was just like, let the kid do his magic thing. And obviously my mom was like, no, 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 no. He's he's got to study and stuff. Yeah. And then she said, she was like, okay, do this. If you can get me a degree, you can be a full-time magician after. (laughs) So So what's your actual degree in then? uh, Graphic design. (laughs) Bro. It's nothing to do with magic, but... It's I like your your mum sounds like a shark, bro. Get her on the apprentice with <laughs> with negotiating skills it's like that. Hustle, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, like, she's like, get me a degree, four years of your life, and you could be a magician. Yeah, it's weird now because like you know a degree is so expensive these days. I think what it's like nine thousand a year. Yeah. So that if you think about it, all all those years, that's like twenty seven k, and I'm just like, yeah, I do card tricks for a living now. Like, <laughs> and like all the relatives and stuff, they just they used to think when I was little, yeah, he's never gonna do this, and they're like crap he's actually doing this right? <laughs> i love that all them hating aunties oh, man. At, at weddings they were first like and now they're like meet our daughters it, 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 was, it was literally like that and i'm just like you weren't saying that when i was little like i love that what changed your tone 
relate. What's it, what was the reaction of like extended family or even just like the general community or in and around like so your parents' friends so and stuff? It was a mixed reaction. Like obviously in Punjabi families, you know, like some families are still old school, some families are new school, but my family's very modern. Like my mum and dad were like, oh, just do it. It's, it's great. But we did have some relatives. Uh, I'm not going to name anyone, but <laughs> one of my mum's relatives said, oh, what's your son doing? He's getting into gambling at such a young age. <laughs> no joke. And, um, like, obviously, she used to tell the family and then all the other uncles and aunties, they were just like, are you crazy? Like, this guy's doing sick tricks. Like, yeah. So every family party or wedding, like, obviously, there was kind of free entertainment when you think about it. Mm. And I think it was after that Dynamo meeting where, it start, where I started getting in more gigs that people started realising. They were just like, damn, he actually done this and pushed for it so yeah. after that it just kind of all stopped like no one could really talk smack about it anymore right right right. and like everyone in the family knows me as the magician now like i got my cousins everyone they're just like we got somebody who wants a magician can we pass me a number and i'm like yeah please so <laughs> it's that's, yeah it's really strange that's great man that's great does it feel like does it feel like you've achieved something yeah like you know like if if you look 10 years ago i wasn't the same kid i was i was very shy i was very quiet but magic sort of brought me out of my shell. Like you kind of know how to talk to people when you start doing tricks and tricks on them. And it's like, you become a people person. Yeah. Like, and there's, don't get me wrong, there's magicians out there, you know, there's great magicians, but not all of them are the best talkers. Like, you know, they're kind of like, they do the magic, but if it comes to just holding a normal conversation, it's a bit difficult yeah. for them. But with me, it's kind of, I learned how to hold a conversation with someone. I was like, I, I'm finally a people person. I'm not shy anymore. So mm -hmm. it really did help me like i think i achieved that sort of social skill that's uh, that's wicked man so it's like magic helps you and now you're like you're helping magic isn't yeah, it like creating tricks and I'm, stuff um yeah you know i create my own magic I, I help create magic for other magicians sometimes uh and i got some really cool friends uh my mate luke there's magic sing of course yeah we all work together and you know we sort of just come up with effects together obviously for instagram youtube what we're going to do in our live gigs and it's sort of it's, it's a very community-based Art form. Yeah, I was gonna say. I was gonna say, like, do you bump into like so on the comedy circuit? Obviously, I've started to know like up and comedians yeah. and stuff. But then, like, also, it's like a pr pretty tight knit community. Is it the same with like magic people? Yeah, well, it's, I'd, I'd say it's mixed. Like, you know, like there's obviously comedians that probably don't like each other, but it's the <laughs> yeah. same with magic. Oh, yeah. Like, a lot of us are normally cool with each other. You know, like me and Magic Singh, we like I normally tell people, I'm like, yeah, that's my older cousin. Like, yeah. it's just we've got that relationship now, but. There are, you know, like funny magicians out there. There's always going to be like weird people in every art form. Yeah. Like, it has to be said, but it's, what can you do about it? Put it that way. Yeah. It's like, you just sort of keep to the guys that, you know, you get good energy off and that's it. Yeah. 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 We, we, we were talking before you came in, we were talking about the masked magician. Oh yeah. <laughs> so I used to watch him years ago, like after I got given that magic set, it was, like I said, all these things sort of timed perfectly. And my dad was like, this bandar's revealing magic on TV. <laughs> And I'm just like, oh my gosh. And, you know, like most of the time, it's funny because he's wearing the mask, but you're not looking at him. You're looking at all these assistants he's yeah. hired. And my dad was just like, are you seeing how he's doing it? And I'm just like, I, I was interested in the secrets. And my mum and dad, they're watching it. And they're just like, how's this kid not seeing what, where the trick's actually happening? Yeah. Right? But I thought it was like a lot of magicians don't like him. Like, let's be, let's be real. But oh, because he was revealing tricks yeah, and stuff. Yeah, he was revealing yeah. tricks. But I don't think it was a bad thing because... I used to have so many people say to me, oh, do you know the masked magician? I was just like, yeah, like, he's really funny. <laughs> like, 
it's just the way he's sort of done this on camera not like the hand movements it's rather strange and, like. yeah yeah but you know the, the show was really cool and obviously when I saw the secrets of how it was done that pushed me more into oh my gosh I wonder how I could do this or that and yeah it was crazy seeing all the behind the scenes especially with the illusions because obviously you know like again magicians aren't going to be happy with this but he was telling you how to cut people in half and how people on stage do it yeah. how street magic happens I was like it's really cool that's wicked man but like what what like happens if somebody reveals like a trick what and they're in the magic circle yeah yeah no no are, are you part of the magic circle <laughs> i am oh oh whoa we're <laughs> probably listening in on us right yeah now. <laughs> the, the phone tapped us and everything yeah proper um with the magic circle like i'm gonna be honest they can't really police it yeah so they'd probably just kick you out of the society and i know people that have been kicked what's out the, what's the benefits of being in the magic circle then um I don't think I'm allowed to divulge that. Oh, okay. <laughs> We're getting into some um, secret society shit. I think the most I can reveal is, so they host lectures every week and obviously a magician or a mentalist will come in. We sort of learn of each other. Obviously, it, there's a right, social right, side right. of it. So there's like loads of magicians that just come together and we sort of just share secrets. Like, gotcha. And we sort of decide how we would do a certain situation or what's new in magic or, you know, like maybe someone's reworked an old trick. I made it work for the modern day, so like, it is more of a social thing. Like, there's a library downstairs. Like, oh, nice. Okay. I don't know if it's like I haven't gone that often, so I don't know if there's like a restricted section like Harry Potter. Of course, not. you're a fucking magician. Fuck libraries oh, now. You ain't man. no graphic designer. <laughs> <laughs> You've signed off your rights to a library. And no reading, bro. There's like an inner sanctum as well, which I haven't been in, but you know, because thing is, it's it's weird. Like, it looks like a normal building from the outside, but when you go in. It's like Doctor Who, like, you know when you go into the ship and it's like this giant room inside? Yeah. Like, the first thing you see is a staircase that goes, like, higher than the ceiling that was outside. So it's really strange. It's like the whole Bro, building. Bro, are you describing illusion. Hogwarts? What's it is, <laughs> essentially, like, it is real-life Hogwarts when you think about it. <laughs> it's proper freaky stuff. Like, I remember my first time there when I was, like, 13. Um, again, after the magic set was given to me, yeah. my dad got a call there to supply some lights for the magic circle, and he said... Can I bring my son? He's just getting into magic. And they yeah. said, it's over, only over 18s. And he was like, oh, sorry, I can't bring you. And then they rang him back and said, actually, bring him along. Like, it'd be nice to get Bro, to meet him. it's so weird that you've had, like, these, like, little things happen. Yeah, like, where it's, like, it almost the stars of, like, a line. coincidence. Like, you know. Oh, like, do, you, do you believe that this is, like, your purpose? To, like, yeah, like, yeah. you know, like, you always get, I feel like you always get signs around you telling you what, what you should be doing or where you should be and... You know, like the whole dynamo at the start, you know, maybe that was just a random fluke, but then the magic set and then, you know, going to the magic circle and then my teacher calling in dynamo. It's like all these things sort of lined up. And, you know, if one of those didn't happen, you know, maybe we wouldn't even be here yeah. talking about this. Like That's, yeah, that's, that's, incre that's incredible. Like those like little small things, and even off, off camera, you were doing like tricks. And it's like, <laughs> we want to believe you. Like we want, we, like we, I, I personally don't want to know how tricks are done and stuff. I just want it to be like a, cool, it it's happens, done. It's magic, yeah. bro. Like, that's it. Like, you know, there's people out there that do, like, you know, like, Gala Jadu and all that kind of stuff. Oh, like, what? oh, now we're getting into some deep secret, like, why people, why people are listening to this being like, what the fuck? It's so funny. There's, uh, there's certain We're talking about black magic. There's certain tricks I do that look like black magic. And I always say at the start, and I'm like, oh, do you guys, you know, like, do you believe in black magic and stuff? And... You know, everyone's all of a sudden gets on a bit of a, wait, what the hell's about to happen? <laughs> and it's funny because I want, I want like, you know, like for me, I'm, I don't like, like there's magicians that go out and they'll do tricks, 
but they don't actually like I've had I've had magicians tell people oh everything's fake that none of it's real and I'm just like why would you be a magician if you're like telling people that it's fake yeah. like they want to believe you why are you destroying that belief whereas when I go out I want it to be like a full on experience like and I don't want them to know what it might be like maybe it is a trick maybe it is magic but that's for them to decide yeah and I think that's what makes it 10 times more impressive that they'll never know yeah so. let's get down this rabbit hole what are your beliefs on black magic uh, <laughs> your personal beliefs bro I do not dabble in it I do know a couple of guys that have sort of done some weird stuff in it. I think everyone has some weirdo in their family that has probably <laughs> yeah. done like every brown person has has a weird relative yeah. that's probably dabbled in it every 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 brown family has that like, one relative that's been ostracized because like they're oh they're doing black magic like you gotta leave them out of there I think it's hilarious like you know I've, I've got a lot of um a lot of my Pakistani friends they're just like do you mess with jinns by any chance and I'm just sometimes a lot of the time I used to say no no because obviously I didn't know what that was and then when I realized oh they're talking about demons and stuff I'd be like, yeah, I do. And like, you can see the look on their face. I'm like, no, I'm joking, I'm joking. They're like, please don't say that again. And you can see the fear If EDL members ever learned how to actually scare people, all they'd have to do is mention jinns. Yeah, literally. <laughs> that is it. That's the new running. EDL strategy. <laughs> I think it's hilarious. Like, you know, like obviously don't mess with black magic if you're a brown person or any other colored person, but... There is something. Yeah, white it. people go crazy sacrificing chickens if you want. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> you guys go for you it. You see that stuff in horror movies enough as it is, isn't <laughs> yeah. it? Uh, I don't dabble with it, but I think there's truth to it, personally. Yeah. Like, it's, it is a dark. It's like, what, defense against the dark arts? In part. It's like that, isn't it? <laughs> you're the, basically, what you're saying is you're a good magician. You yeah, concentrate I'm, 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 I don't screw your life up when I do the magic. <laughs> I, I, I tried to better your life. If any of us die on our way out of here yeah, today, you know it was me. <laughs> yeah, there's just like a, a, a lighting structure is just gonna fall. Like yeah. that's it, we're done. And then you see the lightning burns, and it says Sav was here. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, just like it's tattooed on your forehead. <laughs> what would like, like, obviously, like everything's been like quite light and stuff like so far. But what were like some challenges that you really had? Like you feel that you had to like properly overcome. I think like the main one was just being a brown-skinned magician because you never, ever see that. So yeah. when I was, like, when I was younger, obviously, like, you know, everyone always says, oh, do you know Paul Daniels or David Blaine? And obviously you say, yeah, I do. But, you know, like, there was never any, like, Asian role models out there until yeah. one day my dad came home from an event. He goes, Sov, I just met a guy called Magic Singh. And I was like, say what? Like, <laughs> you know, like, I, I just thought it was a joke or something. Yeah. And he goes, no, like, he, you know, he's up and up and he's got, he's got a bug and everything. And he showed me his business card and he was like, go on his YouTube. And I don't think Magic Singh was uploading much at the time, but he had his show on and I was like, oh my gosh, like, there's actually, you know, a Punjabi guy that's actually doing it. Yeah. So that kind of, that told me that if he could do it, then I could do it. Because normally, like, let's be straight, it is something you only saw white guys in a bow tie and a top hat do. Yeah. And, you know, like, obviously, David Blaine came along and made it cool for street magic, but, you know, when I saw Magic Sing, I was just like, yeah, I can definitely do this. So that representation was, like, proper important, like, in your own journey. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, like, if you look at Magic Sing now, he's... Household name, isn't he? Yeah, he is almost a household name. And, like, it is very inspiring to see that there's another Punjabi guy pushing at it. Yeah. Like, because I think he probably thought the same when he was younger. Like, you know, I, I don't think there were many Asian magicians around. Like, actually, even now, there's not many around. There's, yeah. there's me, Magic Singh. Um, there's another, there's an older guy who's also a Singh, but he sort of stays to the shadows a little bit. 
Um, yeah, I, I won't even lie to you, bro. Like, you make the magic industry sound so cool. Like, I'm about packing comedy, comedy, and pick up a pack of cards. Like, <laughs> it's sick. It is freaky. Like, it's it is it is strange. Like, I think having the older role models, I think that is a must. Like, for any art form, because obviously yeah. you're gonna look towards that and be like, if they can do it, I can do it. Yeah, like I, I think it's un, it's downplayed how important that representation is like I, I i'm pretty outspoken around like diversity quotas and stuff so i don't think they should exist but i think you need to go to like the root cause of problems and for me it was like seeing russell peters and paul chowdhury at like a pretty young age i was able to be like okay cool like you know there is something there for yeah like our, our people and, like you know people from our community can make that sort of leap so I, I i fully agree with you i think it's almost understated how important representation is absolutely but it's, yeah, well, so yeah, we were going back to the challenges point. So, so that was one. Was, Have you had like any like instances where you were like, all right, fine, fuck this, like I'm I'm done. Yeah, like you know, there's there's been a few times. Like you know, I remember my first year of uni. Um, I wasn't getting a lot of gigs at the start. I was going like it's weird, you know, when you go into uni, like you finished high school in sixth form, and then you know, like you're all of a sudden with this new group of people, and you're just like, snap, like. How do I move on from it? And I remember I was really struggling to get, like, because I'm not the kind of person that asks my parents for money. Even though they would give it, I was, mm. like, sort of going on my own, you know, whatever my earnings are. Yeah. And there was, like, I think a period from the start of first year until just after the second half where I wasn't getting bookings. And I don't know, it was, it was weird. It was, like, it, it was kind of like something stopped. Like, but then I think I refound it later on in first year when... I started doing club magic. I was like, I think that sort of reignited the fire almost, but yeah. it's weird. Like there's, I think there's, there's always going to be, it doesn't matter what career you do, you're always going to have that sort of hiccup at one point yeah. where you're sort of questioning and you're thinking, is it worth me still doing this? What like stage are you at now then? Because obviously, obviously we did some research now. Obviously, you've got pretty big Twitter, uh, Instagram following. It's not that big. Hey, uh, hey man, anything where there's four figures, that's a big... It, like, I'm, I'm on 259 followers, right? We've got to get you a shout-out. Yeah, we got shout-outs. <laughs> we were trying to convince Sabs to get a tattoo earlier. Like, just, just off the bat. Smosa Chats tattoo, yeah? Smosa Chats tattoo. That's what we were trying to get. We need all of the marketing we can get. But, like, so obviously you're, like, building now. But, like, where would you say you're at in your career? It's... I'd say... I'd say I'm just at that point where I'm trying... Like, I wouldn't say I'm trying to look for what's the next big thing. Like, you know, I do, I do my gigs, which is obviously just the income side of it, but when I'm not doing gigs, I'm just trying to push for whatever, you know, big stuff that I can, you know, like, whether it's, like, emailing YouTubers or other Instagrammers, you know, like, just to do collabs uh, or, you know, just go to... Like, I done Lovebox last year, mm -hmm. and I was backstage with Steel Bangles and Miss Banks and... I was doing magic on them, and yeah. sadly I lost the footage with Steel Bangles because the guy... Oh, I saw something about that, yeah. yeah. Oh, man, if, I, I can't begin to tell you how much footage I've lost over the years of celebrity, you know, like, me doing magic on celebrities. Yeah. And it's, that's probably another challenge that I face, like, finding a decent cameraman. There's a couple of good guys out there, you know, Barvik. Magic Sing helps me film quite a few of my mm -hmm. bits. But um, getting getting like actual good footage, that's been a main main challenge for me. But I think the thing with my Instagram recently, which has had really good effect, you know like everyone always Snapchats and Instagrams and yeah. stuff. At the end, of, like most of the time, if they're on iPhone, I'll just say to them, I'm just be like, can you airdrop me that? And I'll feature it on my Instagram. Sick. And you know, that way I'm not, I'm not, firstly I'm not paying anyone to come with me to an event yeah. and do it. 
And secondly, like that footage, it's short and snappy enough that people are going to want to watch it on Instagram because, you know, like you can upload a really long episode of Magic mm. and people are only going to watch it if it's on YouTube. But on Instagram, people's attention span after 30 seconds, it's just gone. Done, yeah. So you want something really super quick. And, you know, when people send you these little short clips on Snapchat and stuff, I think that's... Has that's, an effect. Yeah, and that's what sort of grown my following in the past few months since university finished. Because isn't, isn't Magic Singh doing something with TikTok? Yeah, he's, uh, he's one of the top worldwide on TikTok. Yeah, I saw, yeah, because I, I, I was looking up at um, getting a TikTok account myself, right? I recommend it. I think it's a it's lot more fun wave, than Instagram. It's the next wave, isn't it? Yeah. thing is, with Instagram, it's like, if you like something, you know, like, if you like a photo of a model... You're just going to see models on your explore page, whereas... Hey, man, there's some benefits to you it. You know, there's benefits to that, but <laughs> it's like everything on Instagram, it's based of what you like, whereas TikTok, you can follow who you want, and it's like how Instagram used to be when it started off. Like, there's a nice mix match of everything, you know, like you get these music covers or you get duets or you get these really cool creative things where, you know, people are making artworks or stuff. And yeah. You know, obviously Magic Singh does magic on there. I do magic on there. I, I make some fun videos as well, like just for laughs. Yeah, yeah. But I think the fact that... The thing is, TikTok's obviously for a younger crowd, like teens and kids. But I think because of that, it allows it to be more diverse. Because yeah. there's a lot more that people can put into it. Yeah. So you do magic for celebs and stuff. Who's, who's, who's the best celeb that you've done magic for? Ooh. Who's your favourite? Like, shout out to Steel Bangles. Like, Steel Bangles Steel is Steel Bangles popping. is great. Stormzy was my top one. Um, he was such a gangster so, <laughs> uh, I'll tell you how that happened years ago so this was back in 2016 end of first year yeah and um, I had uh, my brother who used to go out clubbing with his friends they went to this club called Cirque which is like a really it's like you know they got like performers it's that circus hedonism yeah it's really yeah. it's really like you know it's one of these bougie bougie clubs yeah and they'll have like loads of like models with their tits out but then they'll also be like a fat guy with his junk out as basically, well. basically yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, it was it was really funny like I remember my first night and I was thinking where the hell am I like, <laughs> so one of the promoters asked my brother oh do you know any magicians by any chance and he goes I'll send my little brother down so I went and like the first night they weren't paying me because they didn't know like obviously how I was because I'd never done club magic before Yeah. but because my stuff was so visual it, I actually found out it worked but I overheard the manager say make sure Stormzy's well look after it I was like is Stormzy here? <laughs> like and obviously you know I, I don't think you're meant to meet the celebrities in these clubs because yeah. obviously they want, they want their privacy but um, the manager he just looked at me for a few seconds he was just like you know what come with me and they took me over and uh, he was there with my jammer at the time <laughs> <laughs> and uh I was just like, oh my gosh, that's Stormzy in front of me. So went up to him and the manager was like, Stormzy, we've got some in-house entertainment if you want to watch some magic. And he was a really humble guy. He was like, oh, what's your name? He was like, are you studying? Like, we, were, we were just sort of having a chat before yeah. I actually done any magic. He was really cool. And then he was like, bro, do your worst on me, go on. <laughs> and I remember doing, like, I've, I've got a screen recording of his Snapchat um, on my phone. I'll show you that. Show you that yeah, 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 we're done. But, he was recording me and you know him and Maya are going mental and like I, I was I was a bit scared to ask him for a photo like again you know you yeah. don't want to be bothering celebs like that mm -hmm. and I was just like would it be rude if I asked you for a photo and he was like bro come let's take a photo together really humble yeah and um he goes listen 
I just wish you the best. And he was like, give me a business card as well. So oh, I'm hoping mad. one day he'll give me a call and be like, bro, I've got a party, come down. <laughs> <laughs> and then he'd be like, I know this podcaster, right? <laughs> be like, Storm, you want to come on this podcast with me? <laughs> Yo, stop it, man. That would be beyond magic. That would be a miracle. You that, get Stormzy on here. That would be, that'd be proper. You get Stormzy crazy. on here, I'm going to start calling you Jesus. That's what I'm going to start doing. <laughs> crazy thing about Stormzy, a week after that, uh, that was the first time I had done Lovebox. And Stormzy was backstage there. So I was hired to entertain backstage artists there. So yeah. like there's Stormzy, Big Nasty, Keiko, all these guys there. And Stormzy came and he's walking through the crowd. And he just looks at me. He was like, we met at the club last week, didn't we? I was like, yeah. <laughs> and he was like, come, I've got some friends for you. So he introduced me to like Lethal Bizzle and Gigs and a couple of others. Oh, shit. And That's pressure. Imagine doing magic for gigs. Yeah, oh, man. <laughs> like it was, it was crazy because... The thing is, you know, backstage, they're all wearing their normal clothes. They're not wearing, like, all these gold chains and everything. So yeah. it's like you kind of got to spot who's who. Yeah. And I didn't recognize gigs. And then I was like, oh, my gosh, that's gigs. Like, it only dawned on me last minute. Bro, I've got, I'll, I'll be honest. You've got big balls to be able to do magic on the spot. Anytime, anytime I tell anybody I'm, like, a comedian, the first thing they'll say is tell me tell a, a joke. joke. <laughs> Bro, I feel like kicking people in the chest when they say that to me. Like, I, I was on a train, right? I was on a train from London to Reading. It was late. I'd had a few drinks. I was coming back from a gig. I start talking. Like, everybody's like real social on these trains. Yeah. And uh, this chick- that makes a change. Normally, underground is like everyone refuses to oh, talk to each other. No, no, no. <laughs> Go, get, get on the one o'clock from fucking London to Reading. You'll make best friends, right? Fuck With like everybody face. around you. I'm just trying to like sleep or whatever. And this like group, like, middle-aged people they're like oh like what have you got written on your hand blah, blah. i was like um jokes comedian blah 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 bro i sw- swear to you they spent 20 minutes convincing me to t- tell a joke oh my then when i wouldn't tell them a joke they were like he's shit oh god <laughs> i was like oh and then the fucking older dude right the older dude who should know better who's definitely definitely like at least two coronary arteries <laughs> blocked right it like that level of middle age was like Oh, uh, I'm going to tell you jokes. Went and Googled all these fucking dead jokes. It was the worst train journey of my life. If I were you, I would have been like, yeah, this is my stop. I'm getting off. (laughs) Just get off at Southall, fuck it. Oh my God. I hate that stuff. But yeah, uh, like doing magic for gigs, man. You'd be surprised. I get that as well. Like, you know, when you, when people say, oh, what do you do for a job? Like now, like if I'm in a place where I'm not hired to do magic, I'll tell them I'm like, oh, I'm a graphic designer. Then they, then they it's not like they're going to be like, oh, design me a logo. Like, you know? like, but I've been at weddings and stuff where, you know, I've been specifically asked to be a guest and they're like, look, don't bring your cards, don't bring anything. Just chill out. If anyone asks you for a trick, tell them to do one. I'm, well, obviously, I'm not going to tell them to do one, but yeah, yeah. I'm going to nicely say, look, I'm not supposed to be doing it here. It's not but social. I've been, like, harassed at parties. Like, last year, my friend Harry was getting married and... He said, he was like, Sav, do not bring a deck of cards or anything. <laughs> he goes, just like chill, drink, all that kind of stuff. I was like, cool. And I went and obviously, because a lot of the people at the wedding went to Greenford High School, you know. Yeah, yeah. I was, I was a pretty bait face. and <laughs> Shout out to bait faces. Oh, <laughs> As I'm eating starters, like, you know, I'm with my friends, yeah. Like someone grabbed me, pulled me off my chair, and I was just like, what the hell's going on? And they're like, oh, bro, you gotta come to this table, do something. I was like, geez, I'm not supposed to be doing magic. And then I remember his sister came over and said, no one even try looking at him, let him <laughs> chill out. And I was like, yeah, that's the groom's sister. You don't wanna be messing with her. <laughs> so I think like some people do get character. Like I understand everyone's like, oh, he's a magician, I wanna yeah. see something. But 
there is a time and a place like yeah you know like obviously while someone's eating you don't want to yank them off their chair and like make them perform via magic trick bloody nose bro yeah. <laughs> we'll teach you that like there there was another party i remember so I, again i was invited by as a guest yeah and uh it was by the friend of the guy who who was organizing the party and when i got there like this this was this must have been in second year and he goes, yo, you're doing some magic. And I was like, nah, I'm just, I'm just chilling, man. And the guy goes, oh, what's the point of you being here then? <laughs> and I, I just, I don't know. I just, for a few seconds, I went silent. I was like, you know what? There's a lot of other parties I could be going to right now. I'm getting out of here. Yeah. He's like, no, no, stay, do something. I was just like, nah, bro, I ain't staying here. Like, <laughs> you know, have a fun party without That's me. That's Speaking of magic tricks, you got any cards or something? Nah, 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 I'm joking, I'm joking. We, we, we... Look in your pocket. <laughs> nah, nah, stop, <laughs> stop that weird. We were, we were filming promo earlier. Obviously, you guys didn't get to see that. But then he said something similar and I lost my shit. I was like, nah, he's been in my pockets. There's a lot of untoward shit in my pockets, bro. You know what? I'll tell you a funny story. Uh, back in first year, I had um, I had a wedding booking. This was this was near Heathrow, and I said as a joke, yeah, I still even say it now. I said to this girl who had signed her name on a card, and like I was doing stuff with it. Oh, standard, sign your sign your name, sign your number, sign number everything. Yeah. <laughs> I made the card vanish, and she was like, "Where is it gone?" And I was just like, "When you look under your pillow tonight, it's going to be there." <laughs> and she was like, "Bullshit." And I was like, nah, it's actually going to be there. And I was just like, I didn't, you know what? Normally I tell people it's a joke. Yeah. But I was like, nah, I swear to God, it's going to be there under your pillow tonight with your signature. And she was like, yeah, we'll see about that. And like, as, as the party went on, obviously, like by the time I, I was about to go home, yeah. I found uh, her husband who was, <laughs> who was by himself. And I was just like, does your missus still think I'm going to make a card appear under the pillow? And he goes, mate, she's got it out for you. And I was like, look, she left the card with me. Stick that under her pillow tonight. <laughs> no joke, yeah. And he was like, do you think she's going to fall for it? I was like, look, you got my business card. Text me and just let me know like, if, she, if, falls she, for if it. she falls for it. So he waited until they were asleep and he put the card under the pillow. And obviously when she woke up, <laughs> it was she's there. like, what's that under the pillow? <laughs> and there's a card there. And she apparently she flipped out. Bro, I'm surprised you're not on some sort of register. <laughs> Bro, no joke, yeah. He, so he texted me like what, what she was saying. She's genuinely convinced that throughout the gig, I found out where they lived, <laughs> went to the yard, broke in, left the card there, walked out, locked all the doors. That's and, amazing. And done that for a magic trick. And uh, he goes, Giza, she, was, she wanted to call the police and everything. And I was, <laughs> and I was, I was just like, I was like did, she, did she actually do it? And she was like, no, I obviously had to stop her. And he was like, but I haven't got the heart to tell her that you told me to put the card there. That's an instant divorce, bro. <laughs> Anybody fucks with my mental health like that, that's that, a divorce. It is scary when you think about it. Like, and to this day, she's still convinced that I done that oh, one. I hope she's listening to this thing like, <laughs> this will be a she's great on reveal. somewhere and you know what since then like I thought to myself I was like you know what this is really funny so once every few gigs I'll actually do that like, that's amazing to someone who's suggestible enough to believe it yeah and uh you know I've, I've had some funny stories since then do you like do you like target people if you're doing like um let's say you're doing like a, a, a gig I don't know a corporate gig or something um, do you target people to be like, I'll do it on this person, or do you have that confidence in your tricks to be like, nah, I could do it to anybody? In terms of what, like, just a general set or like G- general tricks? set or specific yeah, tricks? Yeah, like I sort of like I go up to people, like obviously you know, like if you're at a corporate 
and you know like these guys are just sort of having a serious conversation I'm like I don't really want to be interrupting that because you know they're probably going to give me crap energy yeah but if I go to someone that's smiling they probably got a drink in their hand you know like you know they're there to enjoy yeah so I'll just go up to them and be like hey guys I'm I'm doing some magic like I'm so casual about it like there's other magicians out there they're like you got to be really professional at corporate and I'm like mate the more casual you are the more they appreciate you as a person yeah you're not this robot that's scripted you know like you're you're just a normal person yeah. that's just there to entertain and i feel that they appreciate magic more after that because they're like this guy actually took his time to come over and yeah just give us a good laugh that so, makes sense what's like the worst you've ever like just bombed the worst what's, what's the wor- no no just like the worst experience you've ever like wh- when have you done something where it's like i don't know do well firstly i guess like do magicians have like their form of bombing because i can go up to a room be booked for 10 minutes yeah not get and, one laugh yeah. And then, like, got, like, I've never been booed. Yeah, I have, actually. I, I've been booed once. <laughs> I was going to say I've never been booed. I've been booed it's a couple of times. It's horrible getting booed, isn't it? Like, it's Bro, it will mentally scar that, you that up. Stuff, that stuff will make you want to give up your career. Like, I was, I was doing... I, I, <laughs> like, I, I did this gig over in Leicester, Leicester Square, and it's, like, notorious. Like, it's the, worst, it's, it's the most brutal open mic. It's at the comedy store. Yeah. I was heading up, and I was following a guy who just absolutely murdered. I'm, like, three months in at the time. Oh, man. Uh, it was Victor, Victor <laughs> the comedian. Victor killed that night. I was going on after him. They're still like fucking cheering him when they've introduced me. <laughs> As I'm walking up, this like proper like, hot like 20 year old blonde chick has looked at me and gone, "He's gonna be shit." Oh, jeez. Literally, as soon as I'm like, she was front row as well, and I looked around. What a way to knock someone's confidence, bro. Down. I I died on my ass. That was the worst experience I've ever had. You can imagine, like, yeah, he's gonna be shit. Like, yeah, I'm like, what do you want? What, what do you want me to come in a clown suit? Like, what, what do you want? What's like your equivalent of that? Damn, that's like, there's been. You're looking at me like, bro. I know, I don't nah, do that shit. You know, like, you could be the best magician in the world, but you always have those moments. But there's been a few. I'd say, I went like, I think this was like again in second year. Um, I think this was. I went up to a table. This was at a birthday party. Yeah. Uh, in Radisson. And, you know, all these tables, they're, they're good so far, but, like, you know, certain, certain tables you go up to, you just, you, it's, it's, you, it's a, you don't know whether you're going to win or lose. Like, you don't know if they're yeah. going to be good people or if they're going to be bad, bad people. But these guys, you know, like, I think the first thing I've done was that thing with the lottery tickets. Yeah. And no joke. So he basically turns lottery tickets into actual physical money. Yeah, if you guys got any lottery tickets, send them my way. I'm sure I can sort you out. <laughs> no one reacted like everyone just had a straight face on like and, you know it's a Punjabi party and I'm just thinking you know like I'm one of them don't they think this is cool like so like they're all there like they're not even smiling they just got straight faces on yeah. yeah and they're all young a young crowd that's the worst thing yeah oh so you can't even just blame it on the generation yeah. thing yeah, yeah and then I thought I'd do some more stuff and then I don't know it's like you know when stuff like that happens it's like you start to sweat yeah <laughs> and like I never sweat but I was just like oh my gosh these guys they genuinely I don't know whether they were in a bad mood or maybe they were just like that but I just after that I don't know I just I sort of went outside I was just like oh my gosh that was so hard <laughs> and I, I took like a little break I was like okay if the next table bombs as well then I'm out that's, then I'm out and it didn't it bombed but it wasn't as bad like some of the people still gave me a bit of a reaction yeah. I was like okay that that was is that the worst thing that can happen to um, to to a magician? Then it's just like flat, no energy, flat yeah, faces. Yeah, like you know, like I understand if the magician's being rude or something, but you know, like if you're being cool with your crowd and you know, like you you know, you're hoping that they're liking you, it is sort of like what the hell am I doing? Because either the trick is shit, 
yeah your shit (laughs) (laughs) it's one or the other yeah it's one or the other and like i like that it's it is really weird like it but i think you'll always have those moments i think one of my friends he was telling me he went to a gig and there was four tables there and he was there for two hours yeah (laughs) so i was like four tables in two hours that's like a half an hour job if that and he goes no one reacted throughout the whole evening no one reacted like they all just like it was the same experience i had like they just had straight faces on. They didn't want to talk. Like they were just looking at each other, and they're like, "I think, I think he was getting paid in cash at the end of it." And <laughs> when, when, when he said, "Oh yeah, I'm, I'm done now," the guy was like, "But well, what about those guys?" Like no one was screaming, and like he That's, was like, "Yeah, like." You just like count me my money so yeah, I can leave before they like, do. And he goes on the drive home. He was just like he felt like absolute shit in the car. Fuck, like, I can imagine that. One of my one of my friends was. Um, one of my comedy mates was he, he was telling us a story about where they two two comedians went on absolutely bombed at the Hackney Empire oh god absolutely <laughs> just fucking bombed right 2,000 people in the room went to get the tube the show had finished and people from that gig were on the same tube as them oh. on the same fucking carriage and they had to sit there and be like they acknowledged it because obviously the, yeah. the punters were drunk innit it. So they were like, oh, you were the two comedians. And they had to sit there and be like fucking bullied until like the Damn, next stop. That is horrendous. I could not imagine I would die. I'd be like, I'm giving up magic, man. Like, yeah. sometimes pop, pop, pop down on your career. Like, bro, sometimes, right? Sometimes you'll finish like a gig in like, a pub and you won't do too well. And then like, it'll be the break. So yeah. if you're closing out, it'll be the break. Everybody's at the bar. And then you have to like walk You have to sort of creepily them. do this. Yeah, like you're just like, oh. Like, and then you have to like, but you have to carry this air of confidence. Like, yeah. ah, it was just a bad show. Like, I'm, I'm good. So you have to like bop out of there. Really inside, you're just like, wow, just kill me. Just <laughs> absolutely, I just, I just want to die. And then the other way, there's the flip side as well though. Where it's like when you kill and then like everybody's like, oh, you're doing great. And like, yeah. you're like, yeah, yeah, cool, so I am, cool, so I am. I think it's funny. Like, you know, like with different crowds as well. Like, you know, you go to a pub and all these gordy are sitting there and it's like, oh, brilliant, nice, <laughs> yeah. nice comedy act. And then, you know, you go to, like, you go to a, a Punjabi wedding and everyone's screaming and going like crazy. Yeah. You're just thinking, why are the reactions so different from culture to culture? And then, you know, like you do something yeah. like Notting Hill Carnival, everyone's screaming, like running away. Like I did, I did, so I did New York and I did a couple of rooms in Harlem, like what they call yeah. black rooms. So there's all just like, um, like young black people. Punchlines there, like they laugh. Like they'll let you know if you're shit. Yeah. They'll let you know if you're good, right? But when they laugh, it's like something that you're like, wow, I am a comedian. Yeah, like... Because like, there's people falling out of their chairs and shit. Like, they're proper going in. I feel like in America, like, art in general is more appreciated. Like... Do you think? Yeah, like, you know, like, it's, it's weird. Like, and I know it's bad to say, but in the UK, let's, let's face it, people want to see you F up. Yeah? <laughs> like, let's face it, people want to see you bomb hard. Mm. Like when I went to, so I went to California a couple of years ago and then we went to Vegas and New York and we were doing street magic there. And it's like, you know, over here, when we're filming street magic, we struggle to find people. Mm. Like people are like, oh, we don't want to see it or whatever. And then over there, it was like, we were doing just a couple of tricks and people were coming to us and they were like, you guys like doing street magic or YouTube? And yeah. We're just like, whoa, like people are... Yeah, I do think they are probably more open, aren't they? Yeah. Like, like you do get crowds and stuff. So even like in, in, in the subways where it's like, um, buskers yeah like busking's really big out there like, yeah. I know the underground is, is, is big here but over there it's something else like, yeah 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 like they've got like proper bands on the buskers I was just about to, yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of so I, I think maybe there is some truth to that and also the culture I think it's like more 
like accept to win it like yeah. it's more acceptable to go speak to somebody absolutely it's like they're a little bit more intrigued like over here you know you remember when david blaine came to the uk yeah he, he done that thing in the box oh um, where he was standing was it standing yeah he was there for like i don't know something 40 yeah. days or whatever it was and it was over london bridge like you know people were throwing sausages at him and one guy flew a drone up there with uh, a McDonald's bag saying you're missing out on this. Oh my god! I was god. like, British audiences are violent, man. <laughs> like, if they want to see you f up, they will. They will do whatever they can to see you fail. Like, and they're gonna. They're gonna flourish in that failure. They're gonna be like, hell, you messed up. Like, <laughs> but it is. It is strange. Like, when you get out of the UK, you find out how much your art is actually appreciated, especially yeah. in America. Like, yeah, yeah, it's true. It is true. What would, What advice would you give to somebody who's like? Not just, maybe not just like pursuing magic, but like something totally different, like a cre- like proper creative field. Uh, honestly, just if you have re- like if you're brown and you've got relatives saying don't do this, don't listen to them, like do it because you know like you never know where it's gonna land you. You know when I got the magic set, I never knew that this was gonna be a full time job. Mm. But you know if you look at me now, I'm able to completely live off magic. That's amazing. Whereas you know like you know just just don't listen to people around you who put you down. Like push for it. And if something doesn't work out, maybe it's not meant to be. Maybe you're supposed to do it a different way. Mm. But I think, you know, like, just keep pushing. Like, just got to go for it, innit? Yeah. Like, if you don't go for it, you'll never know. Yeah. Like, it's amazing. Yeah, that, I, I, I fully share that, man. Especially, like, hearing, like, with you, like, people saying, uh, don't. Now look at you. Like, yeah. Like, I think bits. in the Indian community, I think creative stuff isn't really accepted as, yeah. as it should be yet. Like, I think in a few years' time, like, the new generation's they'll probably let their kids do whatever they want. But, mm. you know, like, remember, some, some families these days, they still think it's, like, the 1970s and everyone's yeah. just come to England. Like, it's, it's really strange. Like, when I see kids that, whose parents don't let them do what they want, I'm just like, that kid is definitely going to go against their parents and do crazy stuff when it gets to uni and all that kind of stages. Yeah. So, yeah, it's just... If any parents listening, like, let your kids do what they want. Like, yeah, any parents listening, don't be dicks. That's yeah. what we're essentially don't saying. Dicks. Don't be dicks. That's, that's the takeaway from this podcast. Where can people find you as well? So, Instagram, uh, Sarv Magician, YouTube, Sarv Magician. And on my Instagram, I normally announce if I'm doing anything public. So, hip-hop brunch I do, uh, bad brunch I do. Wicked. Uh, I do tape London. It's a little bit tricky for me to get people in there. I bet your phone's blown up like, uh, Sarv, can you, can you get us in? You'd be surprised the amount of texts I get. They're like, yo, can you get us into the club? I'm like, oh, and I'm just like, yeah, <laughs> like people, people you haven't seen for like seven, eight years, like, oh, fam, you still doing magic on that? Like, yeah, can we? oh gosh, they're the worst. Like, that's the thing. It's like, you know, <laughs> you know, like when you're young and like this isn't kicking off, no one wants to hear from you, and then when you're kicking <laughs> off, everyone's hitting up your phone, and you're just like, really? Like, it's just everyone. Oh man. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I don't know I'm what to say on. to that. Like, you just know. Like, I can get you on the guest list, but no, you're not coming in. Yeah. Like it's very like, it's very rare that I I want someone to sort of come to those. Like if it's hip hop brunch, cool, because it's such a casual thing. But yeah. you know, like in all these sort of bougie clubs, you know, there's people spending thousands of pounds in there. So, you know, like. And at the end of the day, you got impressing it. Yeah, you know, I'm 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 only there as a magician. You know, if I was maybe on doorstep, then maybe. Like, <laughs> but you know, like. I can't really do much unless, you know, the yeah. staff let me. You'd make a wicked bouncer, man. You'd make a wicked bouncer because you'd just be disappearing people out of the queue. You know what? I'll tell you a funny story about uh, tape. Years ago, so this was back in 2017, 
when I first went, so I, I do this weird thing where I go a lot of places by myself, whether it be yeah. the movies or a restaurant. Like if someone isn't up to hang out with me, I'll just be like, cool, I'm going to do it by myself. So this was back when I worked in Cirque. I went to Tape because everyone was talking about it. Mm. And I was like, I want to see what this place is like. And obviously I didn't know it was another, you know, uh, Mayfair club. So I turned up at the door and uh, the door guy at the time, Lou, uh, Lou Chan, if you're watching this, uh, hearing this, then <laughs> this is what happened. Uh, she was like, are you on the guest list? I was like, no. And she was like, have you got a table reservation? I was like, no. And she sort of looked at me really funny. And because obviously you need to know someone yeah. to be spending a lot of money to get into these places. And then I said, oh, I'm a magician. And she was like, say what? And then the bouncer behind her was like, I've seen this guy do his stuff at the other clubs. Yeah. And he goes, geezer, bust out a trick on her. So I'd done the trick with the 20 pound notes. And I was like, so I, have, I overheard it was 20 pounds to get in. And all the staff just sort of looked. <laughs> like, everyone went silent. Show us a trick. Show us a trick, yeah, literally. And she was like, you know what, you can come in. And ever since then, they let me in as a guest. I used to oh, go there to party. Wicked. And then, you know, now I've, I've got a job there as their in-house magician. So. That's, that's crazy. That's wicked. So, Sarv Magician. Is it Sarv Magician or Sarv the Magician? Sarv Magician. Sarv Magician. We'll link up all of his stuff like down below like on YouTube and Apple and stuff. Thanks for coming through, bro. It's Dude. been generally a ple Thank pleasure. You so much, man. Yeah. <laughs> Wicked. Woo! Twenty pounds. Uh, do you want to like save all of this stuff before it's like? That was less than an hour, wasn't it? How much was, it was it an hour? Hour and no, fifty-two minutes. Oh, that was alright. That was nice. Yeah, that's, that's a nice little time. I feel like we could have talked even longer. Is like, there anything you want to talk about? We we can one hundred percent like talk. Yeah. Through. If you got any questions, like. Is it is no, it's full time. We're, we're well, te technically, it's like seven nights a week, but. Um, yeah, bro, if you've got any other questions, we can do it, and then I guess you lot can edit it all into one. Yeah, thing, should right? we do that? Do you guys have like questions? Honestly, anything you got, tell me, lay it on me. Like, I'll, I'll be as open as you want me to. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Oh, I won't even lie to you. I won't lie to you. You I'm know what? You should have asked that stuff, man. Oh, that everyone, always, man. everyone always wants to know this stuff. All right, like, so this can be. All right, so this can be. This can be the uh, like the 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 stuff that we um. So so this can be the this can be the stuff that we can like put as questionable. But oh man, so uh, Tinder, Tinder and magic. <laughs> <laughs> Tinder and magic. Um, Funnily enough, I am on Tinder. I don't really use it much, but it's because someone signed me up on it and I was just like, I'm not using yeah, it. Yeah, why? That old chestnut, somebody it's not even signed that. you. No, no, no. I've, I think I put it down as a superhero at Avengers Limited or something like that. Because I'm proper into my. Oh, of course, you've got DC. no matches then. <laughs> you know what? Yeah, no one's going to go out with a geek like that. But um, it's really funny because my mate who set me up, like, it's just, it's just on my phone. It, it sort of stays dormant, but. <laughs> I told my mate, I was like, you know, I can't be on this because if I'm at a gig and someone recognises me like from Tinder, that's a bit embarrassing. Like, I'll be honest, one of the first matches I had, she was like, we've met before. I was like, oh gosh, where? <laughs> and she goes, oh, you were doing magic at a wedding. I was like, oh my God, like, I can't be doing this. So after that, I just... I we're in away from it. we're in two different camps, man. I go, I'm on Tinder specifically Yo, for somebody I'm a to be. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there were two booths, right? There were two booths in my in my matches. One was uh, when I put my height down, and the second was when I put c comedian down. And I had a similar story. I matched with I matched with a girl. This is about probably about a year, year and a bit ago. 
match with this girl. <laughs> and she's like, oh, I think I've seen you do, like, because it's all over my fucking Tinder, right? Says it in the bio, there's several pictures, there's a little mini video, <laughs> right? So she goes to me, she goes, oh, I, I saw you, um, I saw you at this place. And I was like, oh, shit, when? And bro, it was, it was probably the second worst gig I've ever done. Oh, man. I was like, why are you even talking to me? And she was like, yeah, you weren't very good. Oh, well, at least she put it bluntly. Yeah, I mean, that, that, was, that was embarrassing. But like, you must, it, it must like, create some form of like, appeal. Yeah, like, you know, I've got loads of friends that are like, oh, use your, use your powers for, for, for evil. And I'm just like, <laughs> you, lot, you lot make it sound like I'm some, some sort of, like... Sex pest. Yeah. And, like, don't get me wrong, I, I guess it is... <laughs> don't get me wrong, I am a no, sex pest. No, no, like, <laughs> I, guess it, I guess it is cool to use magic, like, when it comes to dating and stuff. But I personally believe that, you know, like, if I'm going out with someone, like, I try to keep magic far away from it because, like, it's one thing taking someone out on a date and then it's another thing like there's a pack of cards on the table and I'm just like oh god like I'm gonna have to do card tricks like <laughs> no joke uh, this was a couple of years ago again in second year I was out with someone and obviously my my thing was like oh, I'm a magician I think that's what sort of got her interested and then on the day it was just like do a magic trick every five minutes and I was like oh like, <laughs> you like a performing monkey yeah I was literally a performing monkey and that's why nowadays I don't tell people that I'm a magician, like, especially if I think it's someone I can talk to, like, I've actually made a, a private Instagram just so people don't, like, someone actually, funnily enough, someone I messaged on, on there said, uh, I think I've seen you somewhere before, you're a magician, I was like, nah, I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm a graphic about. designer. I'm a graphic designer. She's like, oh, it's really strange, there's a guy that looks like you and he does magic, um, and he has the same look as you and everything, and I was just like, yeah, I'm not telling her. <laughs> nah. I, do, I, I do a lot of magic tricks on dates as well, I make a lot of dates disappear. Oh man, you and me just, both. <laughs> just, just during starters, they just leave. They just leave and just like, yeah, see that? They never came back. It, it, I'm telling you, man. There, there's a lot of game. I'll be your Tinder coach. We'll, we'll get you. We'll get you on that. We need to do yeah, that, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. That, that's my <laughs> talent. <laughs> I'm not actually a comedian. I'm a Tinder coach. Oh my god. It must be. Yeah, I don't know, man. Like, it must be like weird because like being. I wouldn't say like public eye because I don't want to like fucking sound cheesy in it. But it's like being recognised and stuff must be weird. Like it, it, it has happened. Like a few times. Like. It's a very humbling experience that someone recognises you off your social media, especially, like, you know, I'm still below 10K, so if someone recognises me out on the street or something, yeah. which has happened before, I'm just like, whoa, like, what are the odds of that happening? Like, I've actually written down every time it's happened, just so, like, you know, if I do make it big one day, I can look back on that. Yeah. Uh, one time I was shopping in Hounslow. Uh, this was earlier last year, so I was with my mate Harry, and this school kid came up to me, young Singh, probably about 14. Yeah. He's like, oh, bro, um, uh, I follow you on Instagram. And I, I played dumb and I was like, really? And he was like, yeah. He was like, hang on. And he's like, this is you, isn't it? And he showed me my page. And I was like, oh, my gosh, this kid actually <laughs> follows me. And my mate, he's, he's behind. He was just looking at me like, oh, my God. So I've got recognized. And he was like, bro, could I have a photo with you if that's cool? Yeah. And I was like, that made my entire day. I was like, this kid follows me and he wanted a photo with me like oh, right you know let's face it i'm no one big at the moment but that was a very humbling experience yeah i bet i bet what's like next for you oh that's a good question like if you could plan it out like where does your like career go i think um like right now i'm right now i'm trying to make sure you know like magic's just a steady income at the moment but yeah social media you know i'm really i'm really trying to go in strong on that at the moment like all my gigs are all over you know and 
like I just try to plaster as much visual stuff as I can on the page but I think the end goal is probably TV or a theatre show like I'd love to have a live show purely because so many people say can I see you live and you know like most of the time it's private events so yeah I can't really invite someone to someone's wedding and be like yeah you can see me live there but if it's a touring show then you know people can actually come and see me and get to know me and I feel like it's different knowing someone through Instagram yeah. and then knowing them in real life because you, who knows, you might be two different characters uh, when it comes to it. Yeah. But I think theatre shows and TV, because like, the thing is, there's no Punjabi magicians on TV or no coloured magicians on TV. There's Troy who done something a few years ago. Right. Um, but after that, it's sort of magic sort of just... Is, is, is magic actually quite a diverse industry then? Like, so outside of our own community? Not, uh, not really. Like, it is... Like, I'm, I'm going to sound racist here, but it is mainly old white men. Like, it yeah. is a very cliched thing, but it is... There are more and more sort of ethnic magicians coming out. You know, there's obviously there's me, there's Magic Singh... Um, one of my friends, uh, Magical Bones, uh, he's a black guy. He he does breakdancing in magic, so he mixes the two. Yeah. Um, there's him. Who else is there? Like, yeah, there there are a few characters out there, but like, why do you think why, why do you think there's a lack? I think, like, in honesty, I think there's probably a lot more than I've seen, but because, like, like I'll be honest, inside the magic community is very clicky, so. A lot of magicians don't show themselves to the magic world. Like, you know, right. some of the best magicians of the world might not even be in the magic circle. So I think that there are a lot of hidden magicians out there that don't want to sort of be in that limelight yet. Yeah, wizards. We yeah. call them wizards. Yeah, <laughs> They're just like They are quests. out there. It's just, it is mainly a thing for like older white dudes. Like, but it is slowly changing. Obviously, after David Blaine came on TV, obviously, you know, lots of young kids started doing it. Um, everyone was like going out in a t-shirt and jacket, doing it on the streets. Obviously, Magic Singh, you know, he got inspired by David Blaine and he's inspiring a lot of Punjabi magicians as well. And, you yeah. Know, again, like, going back to earlier, if I hadn't seen him, I wouldn't have thought it was possible to be successful as a Punjabi magician. Yeah. So, they are out there. I think it's just a matter of time before they just want to be in the limelight, really. Yeah, yeah. When it comes to, like, tricks, and I don't think we actually covered this, actually, earlier, but, like, how do you create a trick? That's a really good question. Um... Magic is old, like thousands of years old. Like, yeah. you know the cups and balls trick? Mm. They used to do that at the time with the Egyptian pharaohs and stuff. So, oh, yeah, it's like, it's in, in, oh man, it's impossibly odd. So, there's seven, there's seven things in magic um, that you can do. So, whether it might be a vanish, an appearance, or a teleport, uh, you know, like there's, there's loads of things. I, I don't know what they are off the top of my head, but sometimes you sort of i look at old tricks and think how can i make it modern like for my kind of environment mm. and i've actually got friends uh one of my mates luke oslin he's uh 16 or 17 i think and his job is to actually create magic for you know bigger magicians so i think he's doing stuff with dynamo at the moment mm. he does stuff with me um and basically you know like we'll give him an object and he'll work on it for a week and be like okay this is what i've come up with so, like, I don't know, maybe if I give him a phone, he'll be like, okay, we're going to make the phone vanish and make it appear, you know, somewhere halfway across the room or something. So, it's just a lot of experimentation, really. Like, there's, you know that thing I do with the lottery tickets? Yeah. 
there is uh we'll put that on the instagram yeah so there's a new version of that that i'm doing on my instagram right now and only a few people have seen it because i don't want other magicians to nick it <laughs> but um i do that and then every magician thinks it's over but after that i immediately turn it into another currency so right it's sort of just experiment with old tricks and seeing what works like there's an old trick in magic where you take a, a pint glass and you tilt it upside down over someone's head and the water stays in there. Right. Yeah. And like you do this on stage and I was just like, that's really boring. Like, you know, like for stage, yeah, it works well, but mm. how can I make that work for my environment? So um, I actually do this in nightclubs, but I don't do it with a pint glass. I do it with the shot glasses that they give to people. Yeah. So I'm just like, can I borrow your shot? And I'm just like, check this out. And I'll put my hand over it. And there's a video on my Instagram. I'll send you guys that as well. Next thing you know, the shot's staying in there. So it's the same trick, but I've, it's 21st century. Yeah, it's yeah. modernized. And I've got my friends at Prop Dog to thank, to thank for that because they're the ones who helped develop gotcha. that. Gotcha. Did they, so like you, you mentioned something about uh, magicians nicking uh, jokes. Is that like a big thing? Yeah. No, oh so, sorry, magicians nicking tricks. Yeah. Because obviously in like the comedy world, like you nick a joke, you're done. Yeah, like, you know, like magic, it's, because, because it's so old, like, a lot of people do the same stuff, like, I'll be honest, but, you know, like, there's certain magicians, you know, like, everyone charges differently, but you kind of, it's kind of like you get what you pay for, like, the more expensive magicians, you'll find that they're doing stuff that the guys that are charging a lot less aren't doing. Yeah. So, like, whenever I go out and I see other magicians perform, if I see them do any trick that I do, I try to stop doing it immediately, purely because you don't know how many people are gonna, you're gonna bump into at gigs that say, oh, I saw a magician do that. And right. Like, there was one guy on Britain's Got Talent recently, he done uh, a trick involving a marker pen, and, um, like, there were only a few people doing it before that, but after that, it's like, every time I've done it since then, they're like, oh, I saw that on Britain's Got Talent, and I'm just like, oh, it's a bait trick now, like, you know, like... It's done, yeah. yeah. So I've just stopped doing that. The only time I ever do it is, like, the odd moment in the nightclub, because it's one of those very visual tricks, but... Mm. I think it's just like I said it's just experimentation yeah like if someone else is doing it I don't want to do it what's, what's like your favourite trick that's like exclusive to to solve oh or like exclusive <laughs> to the best of your knowledge obviously um I'd say right now it is that that uh that change with the um with the receipts and the lottery tickets on my Instagram when I do it twice because I know nobody out there is actually doing that and gotcha. if they are they probably saw it on my social media. Like, <laughs> not to be arrogant, but it has not been anywhere. And like the only other guy that does that, he doesn't exist on social media and he doesn't do gigs. Gotcha. So, so, so if anybody else out there is doing it, fuck you, all right? Yeah, fuck you guys. <laughs> um, there are other things that I do, but I don't know. I don't want to. I don't want to talk about them because. I feel like magicians are just going to listen in and they're going to be like, all right, we can piece that together. Let's, let's steal this. Bro, you got some major faith in where this podcast is going. <laughs> like, <laughs> the outreach. Bro, I love it. It's, it's crazy. Like, it's, it's so weird. Like, I, I know everyone should have their own original material, but it's, it's so weird why people would want to steal someone else's act. Like, yeah. if you're going to use someone else's trick, do it differently or present it differently. Like, I've seen people put stuff on Instagram and I'm like, I've done that a few days ago. Like, right. And it's, it's really strange, but you know. Is it like the concept of like parallel thinking? Uh, so in, in, in like comedy, there's like two, there's like outright theft, but then there's like parallel. creation. Yeah, like somebody else has just created something and you've just stolen the whole thing. Or there's parallel thought, where it's like, there's like certain things that are just obvious. Yeah. 
like making connections between like like a lot of ISIS material and stuff like it depends yeah <laughs> for some reason it's always ISIS material I don't know why like ISIS material is I think just it, out it is definitely lab. possible like obviously there are lots of magicians that think the same and obviously there's obviously outright theft like with both comedy and magic but you know like there is independent creation like maybe you know who knows maybe halfway across the world like somewhere somewhere is doing you know something I've made specifically for myself and, mm. you know I know that guy hasn't copied me because he probably isn't copying maybe he doesn't even know I exist or I don't know he exists but you know like stuff does happen like that and yeah I think when that does happen I think you know a lot of people document their stuff like put it on YouTube so they do a copyright on it and all that but I think there's always a mutual understanding if it is something where they've both created it and right you know like it depends if you're really profiting off it I think that's that's the main thing wicked yeah that's awesome. I don't know, man. I, 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 I like look at magic and stuff. And like, there's got. It's just. Got, it's so strange to me. Like the whole like concept of like somebody it's like the can scary stuff, isn't it? No, nah, <laughs> I wouldn't even say like scary. Like just like the thought process of being able to like sit down and be like, okay, cool. I'm gonna make this disappear. Like it is freaky. Like I do sometimes sit down and I just think, how I'm gonna make this disappear? And I'm just like, that is not possible whatsoever. <laughs> And then, you know, I'll get one of my guys calling me and they're like, oh, we came up with a way to do it. And I'm just like, wow. So wait, just to take a step back. So you have like a team? Uh, I wouldn't say a team. I'd say guys like that I work with from time to time. Yeah, I definitely collaborate. Like, you know, Magic Singh, me and him collaborate a lot. Um, you know, like there's loads of guys out there. I, I think we all sort of, anyone who's sort of like-minded, like, you know, me and Magic Singh, because we do a lot of social media stuff, mm. we're always, you know, telling each other, maybe this would work or that would work. And... We sort of just look at the best. The thing is, he done film and I think it was film and TV production in uni. So yeah. He's got the eye for how to film things and how to get that 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 shot and how to make it look great. So, I think we both got our expertise in different areas, which is great. Wicked. Sounds good. Yeah. We're wrapping yeah. up. We'll be able to edit that around, won't we? Because that I actually thought that second Sweet. bit was actually quite quite good. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. Thanks, Thank man. You guys, Great. Dude. I would love to love to see some more tricks oh, if, you, if you've got the time. If let's you've got the time. do. Let's do a couple more. Yeah. Can you get us on to that? Yes. <laughs> what are you guys doing tonight?